Isaac. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hi. 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 Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> How you doing, bud? I'm doing as great as you and I both are right now. Your hair is fucking beautiful, man. It's yeah, just, thank you. you look good with long hair. I appreciate that. I've I've been in the push-pull of like, oh, do I cut it or let it go? And then right when I'm like, oh, I'm going to cut it, I wake up with a beautiful hair day. I'm like, oh, no, I'm leaving it. Yeah, dude, leave I'm it. Leaving no, it, it looks good. You should like get like the, the nice oils and stuff for your hair and just like go full just like pomp yeah you have I'm, like I'm uh, just like caressing it right now it's like disney prince hair you know what i mean where like it has like that kind of off the off the middle part and like both mm-hmm. of them are cowlicked yeah yeah it's a little like aladdin-y <laughs> right <laughs> yeah dude it's like aladdin meets um surfer <laughs> no who's the meets... is it gaston <laughs> like gaston. it's like yeah gaston <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. We're both having good hair days. So it's, you know, it's too bad. The audience can't see us or hang out with us. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I know. We're walking this. I've got the, I've got the one piece comb over and you've got the double bladed lightsaber, like double comb over. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, the hair like curls off my ears. I never I know, thought that was possible for an Asian. It. I was like, that is like white boy surf hair. Like Asians don't do that. And that's, then, that's what it is. That's what it is. You have the Gaston like white boy hair, but it's like this thick, nice, like, you know, like white boys usually have thin ass hair, but you got like this nice, coarse, like beautiful black hair. I love it because like it parts to the side, but in both directions, but then it runs backwards on the back of your head and like pumps out. But it's such a pain at the gym, dude. Or like yeah. when I'm trying to do some yoga, I was like, all right, I got to put something on. And then yeah, with yoga, it starts falling off. I'm like, oh, come yeah, on. With yoga, that's a good point. But like, I feel like if you're, if you're benching or if you're like doing deadlifts or cleans and the hair is like flipping your face, like it feels kind of savage. <laughs> All right, I got to do that now. You do. For <laughs> That's sure. the next mission. This was three minutes oh. of an intro to a podcast of just me fucking oh fangirling over Neil's hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. I'm accepting all the love. So I will take it. I will, I will take the ring. <laughs> all right, woke wasted fam. So today we're going to be covering uh, a bunch of questions. We realized that we had once again a lot of questions stored up in the bank, but. Before we get started with the listeners' questions, Neil, I have a question for you. Oh, I have an answer for you, possibly. Possibly. We'll see. What, what's cooler than being cool? Ice Neil. Ice Neil. That's right. Ice Neil. Yeah. <laughs> we have new rap names. It's Ice, Ice Neil cold. and I'm Toaster Judel. <laughs> I was not expecting that whatsoever. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> this this is woke wasted for today. So, how many other jokes can we use to fill up the next hour? <laughs> what else yeah. can we do? To <laughs> we figured out. Hopefully, we say something of substance. But we've been at it for twenty minutes. And oh man! And this was after like twenty minutes of you and I catching up and decompressing. It did not feel like twenty minutes of talking, but here we are. Here we are. It's two 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 p.m. So, Hey-o. on that note, it's time to get in some questions. Let's because two 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 is a very divine time. So we're talking about very divine things, like astral traveling. Though. Hammer time, asshole time, go, 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 go. <laughs> so astral traveling, Zachy, this has your name written all over it. How do you know when you're astral, going astral when you sleep? So this beautiful individual said that they've been going to sleep and waking up exhausted. You can't really tell if it's a mix of like what's going on in the real world, what's going on in the spiritual world, or just a beautiful bit of both. And like always, it's probably a bit of both, but what's coming up for you, brother? Um, I, I actually really like this question because I get to approach it, um, 
Yes. As, as a uh, student doctor, Zach, and I get to approach it as like spiritual bro, bro Zach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Bro Zach. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to take this from like the mundane first. So like, let's just think about getting poor sleep for a second. Um, Cause I would be remiss if I like skipped straight over all of like the practical aspects of like feeling fatigued when you wake up in the morning and I skipped straight to spiritual stuff. Um, it, would, it would be a, it would be a bitch slap in the face of my medical education. So I just want to like, you know, just, just pose these questions to you before we move into the spiritual stuff. Like what time are you going to bed? What time are you waking up? How much sleep are you getting every night? Like um, how much iodine from like iodized salt or fish do you have in your diet? Like, are you getting enough to make your thyroid hormones so that you feel energized? Like when do you drink caffeine? How much caffeine do you drink every day? When do you stop drinking caffeine at night? Um, how late do you use your phone every night? Like, are you, do you have blue blockers that you wear before you go to bed? Um, how, how many lights and electronics do you have on after 11 PM? Because if you have like lights and electronics on, regardless of whether or not you have blue blockers on, but a certain intensity of light hitting your eyes between the hours of 11 and three actually disrupt your sleep cycle and disrupt, uh, your, your learning and memory ability. Right. So here, those are like some questions just kind of generally about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, do you exercise every day? Like, uh, do you notice a difference in how you feel when you wake up on days that you exercised and days that you didn't, do you like stretch, you know, cause sometimes I have trouble sleeping if I don't stretch before I go to bed and my muscles feel like jittery and, uh, intense and things like that. Um, do you meditate before bed? Do you find that you're going to bed and you're thinking a lot when you're going to bed? Right? Like, so all these different things are things to think about. Um, even something like you might not even realize is like chocolate has a molecule in it called theophylline that kind of acts almost like caffeine and it like is fat soluble. So it lasts for a really long time. So if you've ever eaten a lot of dark chocolate and you realize that your heart is beating really hard and you're like, what the hell? I didn't drink caffeine. I just ate chocolate. That's why. So those are just like some, some basic things. Um, once again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just some Joe Schmo who's been to medical school. So um, like, or part of medical school. So just like, think about those before we get into the spiritual stuff. Um, actually, I want to ask Neil real quick, like Neil, is there anything that you notice in your day that dis disrupts your sleep? That's not spiritual. I mean, my whole life is spiritual. So, <laughs> okay, so what goes on my day that disrupts it? Honestly, the most common thing would just be emotions, right? Looking mm -hmm. at your stress and anxiety levels, Perfect. especially if you're going through working hard in the real world and working hard in the spiritual world. If there's some spiritual awakening happening, it's, there's a lot of need for some emotional decompression so what actually i'll say for me in terms of being able to get really really good quality sleep is i do yin yoga before bed and mm -hmm. i do about 30 to 40 minutes of yin and it's just i mean it's like stretching meditation honestly you mm -hmm. just sit in a pose and relax into it and for like three to five minutes right yeah, use three to five minutes let your body melt and it feels amazing and your mind just calms down and you'll get better sleep it, it's mm -hmm. it's always the best sleep i get when i do that and it takes minimal effort yeah so. It literally just takes the effort of getting yourself into a pose and then just like easing into it and doing deep belly breaths and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. And there are the poses where you're basically laying down. <laughs> you like, there is no <laughs> yeah. effort. There are no effort poses. You're like in pigeon with your forehead on the floor. <laughs> all right. So thank you, Neil. I appreciate that. Cause I knew I missed something. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about like, uh, the effects of astral travel on your sleep now. So I've had a couple of different, or like, let's just say the effects of spiritual energy on your sleep. Let's make it a little bit more broad. Um, I've had a few different 
types of experiences when it comes to this type of thing. So usually when I am like traveling, I'm not just going to say astral because there's multiple planes of, of reality, right? So like when I'm astral traveling or I'm off in the higher realms and I'm learning or I'm teaching or I'm healing or whatever types of things I'm doing up there. Um, <laughs> first of all, I usually don't recollect it at all. Um, I have a very, very psych. We have a very, very psychic friend who usually tells me um, <laughs> what I was doing when I, when I wake up that day. But I realize that when I wake up in the morning, I feel fine. Like I don't feel like I'm not rested. I do feel very rested. But when I wake up and my alarm goes off, I don't know what the fuck is going on. So like, I understand that an alarm is going off, but like, I don't know where I'm at. Um, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I don't know why my alarm is set. Basically, all I know is just that like, I am. And by that, I mean like I am a consciousness. And I'm familiar with my consciousness, but I don't know that I'm Zach or anything like that. So it takes a couple of seconds for for like my uh, lived reality to click into place. So that is one way that you can kind of know that you're off doing that stuff. Um, when Neil and I were going through our, uh, like our whole kind of like spiritual gift awakening chapter, where it was just like attunements all the time and like energy all the time. One of the things that I realized uh, was that or like I could feel, I would get, I would have like tossing and turning type sleep where I would kind of wake up in the middle of the night and like roll over and I wouldn't fall all the way back asleep. I would still kind of be like half dreaming, half in my body. And I would feel like streams of energy running into my body. Um, and I would like feel like focal points of consciousness. You can think of them as, as guides or angels or whatever, like working on my body energetically. So those are usually the kind of two different ways that I tell the difference. Um, but I, you know, once again, I, I would, I'm a proponent of like looking at uh, your like sleep hygiene and stuff as well. So also though, sometimes you do wake up really exhausted after you're doing things in your sleep or after you're going astral or projecting or wherever traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the larger piece here is just spiritual fatigue, right? When we have that actual just, spiritual work exhaustion hitting what things would you say for someone who's start who's really experiencing that mm. this makes me think of paul check uh and his distinction between working out and working in and he talks about this with regards to like physical exercise but i think of the same thing with spiritual work so your output would be like you trying to manifest things all the time like you always trying to dig in and like do shadow work uh always trying to do like develop your psychic gifts or do tarot readings or like, you know, working with a pendulum or doing Akashic readings or whatever, like how much are you putting out into the world? How often are you like commenting in spiritual forums and like giving people your energy and all that kind of stuff versus how much time are you spending sitting in complete silence, just like allowing yourself to just be in silence? How much time are you spending softly meditating, um, not meditating with a goal, right? Like not being like, Oh, well, I want to feel this way when I'm meditating, or I want to like get in touch with these beings, or I want to like astral travel while I meditate, but like just sitting there and just like being like with the energy as you meditate, um, or doing like Qigong where you're drawing energy into your body, right? Those types of things. Um, so there are different little practices, just like for me, the three things that I do are, like I said, like, I'll sit for about 15 minutes every night, just in contemplation. I just like sit on a pad, 
and think and like just kind of allow the energy to flow through me. And then I'll meditate for 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and then like, usually when I wake up in the morning, I do like two minutes of Qigong. I don't even do that much, but I just draw some spiritual energy into my body. And I'll say for that too, um, because is the things that you're describing, the, what I always say to that is you know, when you're going through all these different spiritual experiences, especially if you're going out of body and doing all these things, uh, mm-hmm. there's a need for integration, right? There's a need to pull back into body. There's a need mm-hmm. to integrate all these energies that are coming through. And there is a need to, the words that are com- coming up are rejuvenate and nourish. Yeah. And for me, right? The same thing is like you and I will just meditate our faces off. <laughs> that helps so much. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll say with an intention, but very minorly um, of nourishing. So you set that tension for yourself to be able to receive, to nourish and to mm-hmm. integrate whatever's going on and then sit in silence and you don't have to do anything after that. Yeah. But I will also say, if we take it, if you are a listener from the very beginning of Woke Wasted, I will say bath. Neil loves the bath. <laughs> Neil loves the bath when it comes to spirituality yeah, and being all beat up. So, you know, just different things to nourish yourself. But I think too, one of the things for this specific person, um, what you're speaking to, right? Output versus input. I think that's a very big theme for you. So how much are you also allowing yourself to receive and take care mm-hmm. of yourself through your life and through real life as well, not just spiritual life? Yeah. How much are you extending versus how much are you taking care of yourself and nourishing yourself. And I think that's going to be a very important piece for this person. I love that. I mean, that makes me think, cause you're talking, you're, you're making it a little bit more personal, right? You're talking about your bath and that kind of raises two things is of like just being around water is really nice in general, like streams or lakes or baths or ocean nature, but also nature. Yeah. Like I was going to say, just like doing, doing things that like are really interesting and nourishing to you specifically. So like, I mean, nature is always like a big one in general, but for like me, yeah, I like to just go not even on like hikes, but like I find a forest and I just like walk and it's like very leisurely walking and I'll just like find a rock and like sit down and stare at a stream or like stare at a tree or stare at the sky Um, or just like anything for you. Like if you like knitting, if you like watching sports or like whatever it is, just like do things that make you feel happy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Feel good. Make you feel happy. Make you smile. Like hanging out with Zach and Neil. Hey, oh, <laughs> oh, ice Neil, baby. <laughs> All right. Thank so you we have a question. Thank you. Thank you, listener. And we do have a part two to this from another listener, which is mm. exactly a perfect thing for this, whatever it is that we're talking about right now. I just ran out of words and that did not make sense. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> on to the next question. So this listener says, what is the value of having an out-of-body experience or astral projection? Since they're awakening, they've had a little bit of a FOMO about not going through these experiences. So I don't typically have a lot of conscious experiences with these. So I'm not going to speak to this too much, but Zachy, I know you do. So none. What's up? <laughs> there, there, are no, there are no benefits. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there are like I mean, in, in a way there are no benefits, like mm-hmm. there are things that happen. Right. But they don't really, how do I describe this? Like this is a, this, this can be a super simple answer or it can be a super complicated answer. I feel a this, super complicated one coming out of my head. It too. is. Yeah. Because the super simple one is just that like, if it's not happening, then it shouldn't, then it's not supposed to be happening for you kind of thing. And don't worry about it, but nobody mm-hmm. likes those types of answers, uh, especially me. So <laughs> you really don't <laughs> I fucking hate them dude that's why i study so much uh, but like uh so the way the way i'll put it is like 
we all come here with lessons for some people like a super spiritual, like energy based kind of string of events are part of their soul contract. Like not everybody, I think everybody can read the Akashic records. I don't think everybody's supposed to in their lifetime. Like I think everybody can uh, experience telepathy. I don't really think everybody is, you know, contracts themselves to do so. So like on the one hand, like, you can't, there's not really much you can do to force your spiritual gifts to grow, right? Like other than surrender and trust. Um, yeah, just essentially like, don't, like you don't need to push it. Like if it's not happening, then it's not happening. And that's okay. Uh, there are some people I will say, so like, I'll, I'll talk more about benefits now. There are some people who are born with like well-developed skills and this type of thing, you know, from their past life experiences of doing this kind of stuff. Um, and for example, they can do things like remote viewing, right? So there is a guy by the name of Paul Check. He has his own podcast called Living 4D with Paul Check. You probably like it. He does very long form podcasts about spirituality. Uh, and he's a very, very highly developed uh, intuitive and he can do remote viewing. He's been able to do it since he was a kid. And he has a story, for example, of a client reaching out to him because their, I think like their brother was missing on like a, a backpacking trip or something like that. And he literally, you know, had like, he did his remote viewing. He went out of his body and astral traveled to like the energetic signature of this dude through a picture and found the guy in the mountains told the, like the, the national park services and the emergency services where to find him. And they actually found him exactly where Paul had, you know, intuited him, intuited him to be. So for those, for, for those individuals who have those gifts and are supposed to use them in this lifetime, there can be benefits. Right. Uh, but generally if it's just kind of like, oh, I just want to like experience an astral traveling thing. Like, I don't, I don't think it's very valuable. Like, um, it's kind of like, oh, like I saw a being or like, oh, I saw a bunch of colors or like I saw a bunch of shapes. Um, a lot of it doesn't make any sense to your ego, which might frustrate you more. It might actually give you more questions than answers. Um, and then you kind of just walk away going like, I just feel a little bit more ungrounded from my daily life than I did beforehand. So I'm not a huge proponent of it. Um, I think it's cool when it happens, but you know, that's about like the level of value that I feel like it serves for me personally. Yeah. And it's like, one of those things where it's like, it's so unconscious, right? You may be aware of things that are happening, but we don't know what or why. And it mm -hmm. happens more just on an energetic level. But, you know, there's like the morning after you wake up super ungrounded and disconnected and discombobulated and everything. Um, so with this particular person, though, it's I keep staring at that word FOMO in, in the question. And I actually do think that this is something mm -hmm. that you you as in this listener uh, will do at some point. It's just not a right now thing. And I think that's part of what that FOMO actually is. It's just the experience mm -hmm. of like what this gift is and this ability is that's going to unfold at a later point. But yeah, same thing with you, Zach. It's just like, I, you know, I, I, you don't necessarily need to chase it right now. If it presents itself and, you know, someone says, hey, let's do this. And, you know, spirit aligns it with you and you want to do it. Cool. Do it, do it, do it. And sometimes it may just happen anyways while you're going to sleep. You may probably already, you may probably be doing it already without having any conscious recollection, recollection mm -hmm. of it too. So that's the other layer of this. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely had serious FOMO about spiritual gifts as well before I had them. I was like, I want to channel, like I want to do all this. And actually now, like I, there's, there's nothing I want to be less than a channel in my life. Like I, (laughs) I I like bringing through spiritual wisdom, but I don't like clear audience, you know, it's those types Mm -hmm. of things. Um, so your interest, your interest will change and develop, but like, you know, the, I think the, the scope of the, the uses of astral travel are usually it's not a small scope per se, but it, it's more like niche and more specific. So you can think of like shamans doing like lower world soul retrievals or like um, going into the astral to like, you know, remove an entity attachment from somebody or going to the astral to like clear ghosts and entity attachments from like homes and, you know, like the remote viewing type of stuff, or, you know, those types of things, right? So like they're, they're specific types of things and personally like maybe with the exception of the remote viewing because i think that's really cool um the other types of stuff that they've had me do in the astral realm not things that i enjoyed doing like <laughs> i was like fuck this dude i don't want to do this i'm out i'm done yeah i don't want to do ghost stuff i don't want to do like entity stuff i don't want to like clear people's attachments like you know um yeah i wasn't a big time fan of it <laughs> so <laughs> that's my honest answer uh well <laughs> Sometimes we don't get what we want. We get what we need. How about that? Right. Oh, the philosopher. Yeah. I wanted to sing it and I couldn't remember the actual tune of Melody. (laughs) So, (laughs) all right. So we got another question in continual spiritual woo woo fun goodness. The next question is about us living in a quantum reality, right? There's different things going on at different moments. There's different timelines, different things that we're all experiencing when we're just in this one present moment. So are we bound to that present reality and that consciousness? Or what's going on here, Zachy? What is going on here? Isn't it like the like Vietnam like War era song? Like, there's something happening here. Oh. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was going to uh, go Marvin Gaye and say, what's going on? Oh, Marvin Gaye. Oh, Sultry. is that Marvin? Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sacral chakra. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's get it. Uh, it's funny. I mean, we, we, we've been pausing every once in a while to like, so Neil can like read the question before he, you know, reads it out loud. And he caught me spacing out, dude. I was just like staring out my window. Um, and I realized that for this entire podcast, I have not actually been like paying attention. I've just been like <laughs> letting spiritual energy just kind of flow out of me. So this has been kind of fun. Um, this, I like this question though. So if I, if I get the, if I get the gist of it, it's basically saying like, if there's all these different things going on, like all these things energetically and dimensionally going on, then why don't we like experience it? Is that essentially, uh, the question? Yeah. Why is it that our own conscious perception is just only within the present reality when there's all these other things going on, past, present, future is all going on at the same time. And, you know, you can in that cosmic whirlwind, but like, I'm just right here right now. So what's the deal? Yeah. You're not going to like this answer, but because he chose it, (laughs) quite (laughs) frankly, like that's the point of being here. Like that's the point of being in an incarnation. Like as a soul, like you are in the higher realms, you have like very high vibration. You have access to a lot of information, a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge. And like, that's great. You know, and there are different things that we do up there, but like the point of being in a human body is to like have a forgetting process and to like have a narrower scope of perception. Um, how do I, how do I like 
describe this, but I guess I'll just, I'll just go straight into it. It's just the idea that like, I get, you know, I get to learn what it's like to be individuated when I'm a human. Like I get to learn what it's like to be a Zach and to talk to a Neil. I get to learn how to navigate a world where like I have a, I have a narrow range of personality and I have to learn how to work with other people's personalities and like how to make moral and conscious decisions when I don't have all the answers and when my body's sensory system can experience fear and things like that. Right. So, you know, this is a designed experience, like being a human, being an incarnation is a designed experience. And like the short answer of this is just that like, you know, when you choose to come do this, that's kind of the point of like not being able to experience it all. Um, on another level though, I'll take this from like a more spiritual scientific standpoint, which is that, okay, your body is a, like, I just know I'm kind of trying to prep myself for all the talking I'm about to do. <laughs> your body is a big sensory organ. Like you have all through your skin and through your body, sensory receptors for temperature, for vibration, for, uh, electricity for heat for fine touch coarse touch pressure pain uh discriminatory stuff like you know proprioception which is like where your body's at in space like you have all these different sensory things and that's just in your skin and in your joints like that doesn't take into account like the fact that you have receptors in your eyes that take in a certain like bandwidth of color and in your ears that take in a certain bandwidth of sound right so um, the human system is designed to only pick up on a certain range of frequencies is what I'll put is what I'll say. Um, the kind of like stock car, like the stock human experience is like a very, 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 very super duper limited experience of reality. Um, and everything that we experience, uh, with our sensory organs is interpreted by our brains into some kind of image and some kind of you know, some kind of image, some kind of sight, some kind of smell, some kind of feeling, right? And then we have some kind of subjective emotional understanding of of the energy that we're perceiving with our sensory organs. Uh, and we can expand that range through meditation, through breath work, through psychedelics, through these other practices. Um, I know I said in the last question that you can't really expand them, but like it's complicated in the sense that your guides have a lot of control over how that develops. But um, what I'm trying to say is that like within your DNA, you have codes um, for like genetic codes for more sensory receptors that can experience greater bandwidths of frequencies. So you can see into the astral realms, like you can see uh, you can meditate yourself into like the angelic realms subjectively or consciously um, and so like all of these things are happening all at once, but like, it wouldn't really be the human experience that you're having. If like you were sitting there talking to your friend, Fred, and then the next thing you knew, there was like a giant octopus shaped being that kept like morphing in and out of like geometric shapes sitting next to him. And you're like, you know, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on at the table, at the coffee table next to you and listen to your friend Fred talk about if he's going to choose this job or that job. Right. So like it, it makes it really hard to experience consensus reality. If we have all of that kind of stuff flowing in 
Neil, do you have anything you want to say to this? Because I, I feel like I'm getting to a point where I'm about to start rambling. <laughs> I like I like talking about octopuses. So <laughs> octopi, octopi, octopi teacher. There we go. That's a thing. It's a thing. It's on Netflix. Oh, My that's right. Teacher. That's right. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah. You know, one of the things I was thinking about is the different voices that we have ourselves, the different aspects of us as a human, right? We were mm-hmm. talking about this in terms of quantum reality, timelines, past, present, future. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also like within yourself and your body, you have your mind's voice, you have your body's voice, your body's knowing, you have your own soul, higher self, the guide speaking through. There's all these different things, right? But ultimately you still exist as you here and now. And that's for a reason. We are supposed to be in the full human experience. But certain and certain people are really supposed to be able to connect to certain things and certain aspects of these connections and this human experience. And maybe that looks a little bit more quantum. Maybe it looks a little bit more connecting to the higher self and to the guides or whatever. And, but it's always about bringing that into the present, into the full human experience. One of the things actually in this particular question, I didn't say it, but you use the word headspin when you start when you wrote this out and you said it's when you start to think about this it sends you into a deep cosmic headspin and for this particular person that is for a reason too i mean it will happen to all of us it happens to me and zach Mm -hmm. all the time too scrambles my brain frequently Yeah. yeah but that's because we're going beyond what it is we're supposed to pay attention to right now right it's about the connection to all these things and what that means to you in your very present experience because the present experience is what matters. You as a human in this life, in this timeline is what matters. You mm-hmm. can tap into the other ones and, you know, maybe work with them, heal some things or experience something, just get a little extra insight. But it's about the bringing it into the here and now that matters yeah. most. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's a really, really beautiful way to to put that. Um, also, I'm loving your vibe today. I'm loving your energy. It's very calm and soothing. No, thank you. I'm like in, I'm like in mad scientist mode and you're very calm and soothing. So yeah, like chilling in a tank top. Like Neil, like Neil is saying, I mean, we have this ego, we have this personality and it's like a, a microcosmic expression of our soul character uh, with all of its, you know, its own quirks and its neuroses and its karma. And because of its density, its susceptibility to fear vibrations and all these different things. And um, the fun is in, you know, learning to navigate this reality with limited levels of certainty. Like that's like, that's kind of like the thing that the soul experiences. Imagine like if you were going to play, uh, you're going to play like a sport, like whatever kickball or um, pool or ping pong or whatever it is, right. It doesn't really matter. I, ch- I chose a bunch of obscure sports. You did. <laughs> ESPN <laughs> ate the Ocho. <laughs> so I chose a bunch of ex- obscure sports, but like I, I chose them because, uh, like imagine you're going to play them against like a child, like a five-year-old child. Like you would beat the shit out of that kid <laughs> if you really wanted to, like in the sports, if you yeah. were actually trying, you would like demolish that kid. Curling. And it, it wouldn't be fun. Like, you know, it's, it's not like fun when you know you're going to win something. It's not as fun when you know exactly what you're doing all the time. And there's like certainty in everything that you do. It's comforting but it's not like expansive. You don't like, you don't feel fulfilled beating a kid in kickball, like as an adult person. But like, if you were playing a sport against a bunch of people who are your own age and your own skill level, and like, you feel challenged, you feel pushed, like that's really fun. And that's kind of the point of like being here. It's like, well, let's, as souls, we all agree, like, okay, let's like limit our, 
or I should say those of us who incarnate here all agree together. Like let's limit our sensory perception. Let's limit our access to certain types and amounts of knowledge. Um, let's, let's spend some time pretending like we don't know that we're all the same consciousness and let's like filter ourselves through and then like, let's work through this fun stuff called karma and you know, X, Y, and Z. And we'll, and we'll like experience fear, which is like, oof, but you know, it's all God, baby. It's all good. You know? And we just do this whole thing. And like Neil is saying, like it all comes back to the experience you're living. Also, I really like the question. Thank you. I say you're welcome on their behalf. You're welcome, Zach. Hey, you're welcome. All right. So last question of the day. How do I stop bullshitting and just start a good spiritual routine for myself? This person knows they need to meditate, do affirmations, all the things and all the things. And it just doesn't happen. Quote, unquote, what's wrong with me? Nothing, baby. Nothing. Saki. Yeah. I want to hear from you, bud. I've been talking this whole time. <laughs> I want people to hear your voice. <laughs> I've just been fucking rambling. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Honestly, this is something I struggled with for a long time, too. Especially at the very start of my spiritual awakening before I really realized it was really a spiritual, spiritual awakening. I wanted to do these things, and I just wasn't able to. There was a part of me where it just wasn't time yet. I kind of just needed to be before I could go into all these deep things and start working on my spiritual practices and blah, 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 blah. And that's what I say to this is blah, 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 blah. It doesn't need to be all those things. If you're not ready for it, it doesn't have to be. But what do you need? So if that's not what you need right now, what do you need? Is it nourishment? Is it just to go play? Is it to just let go and not do anything? Is it just to be fully normal right now? Hmm. Right? You're, it's looking at what is it I'm really needing. And as you begin to address those things, maybe whatever little things are getting in the way of you doing, not doing your affirmations and meditations and grounding and clearing, blah, 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 will start to come up and be seen and be healed along the way. But if you just slow down and listen to yourself and let that be the commitment, and do whatever it is you need to for yourself. You'll work through everything you need to. There you go, man. Like it. Like we, what comes up when you say that is just that like we, we think that spiritual is supposed to look a certain way and it's supposed to be a certain thing. Um, but it's, it's really more like in the way that you live your life and like the way that you treat people and the way that you treat yourself um, in the perspective from which you look at things, you know, looking, trying to look at things with some compassion and some love and some understanding, trying to understand that all the things that are happening in your life are happening for a reason. And if they were going to be happening for a reason, then like, what's the lesson and trying to, you know, find deeper levels of wisdom with like each passing day. Uh, you know, it's like, just like the way that we live our lives. Uh, you know, for example, like I, I do my contemplation and I do my meditation every day because it feels good to me. Like I, I don't do it. Um, I, I used to do it because I'm like, I, I work hard and I'm consistent and raw, you know, <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. And I built a habit doing it that way. Um, but like habits aren't as strong as devotion, you know, habits are kind of like the lower vibrational articulation of like devotion. 
And so in some ways it's like finding devotion to your soul or finding devotion to truth or devotion to love or to humanity or whatever it is that your heart pulls you into. Um, and your spiritual practice, like Neil said, could be play. It could be your spiritual practice could be smiling at people. You know, your spiritual practice could be like trying to empathize with somebody, trying to empathize with yourself. Cause it sounds like it's, it sounds like there is this, uh, this like judgment, you know, of not being able to do it all. And that's okay. Like, it's okay that you don't meditate and journal every day and do ecstatic dance practice and breath work and cold shower and like all these, you know, all these Neil things combined. Yeah. Just you don't like, have yeah, to be Neil Zach combined. Please don't. Yeah. You don't even have to be either one of us at all. So yeah. just pick one thing. If you want, if you really want to do something every day, pick one thing. I mean, I think, I think ultimately like the perspective type of thing is the, is the best part. Cause it's just like living your life in contemplation in a certain way. But if you want to, you know, make meditation your thing, then pick meditation and do it in manageable bites. Like you don't got to jump straight to 30 minute medis every night. Like you can just do five minutes a night. That's fine. Or if you like to journal because like you like to get your thoughts out on paper, you can do that. Heck, you can even paint or draw for a spiritual practice. Like, you know, it's just like, it's the way you do it, right? You do it with devotion. You do it with love. Um, you do it with patience and like, there's never anything wrong with you. So um, start with compassion. I'm really glad you said that piece. I mean, all of what you said, but the pragmatics of it as well, because that's what I was going to share a little bit too. Of like, you know, me and my journey into all my spiritual practices, you had to force me to meditate. I had a buddy <laughs> calling me saying, hey, let's meditate together. And mm -hmm. I was like, all right, fine, five minutes. <laughs> and, you know, my commitment was five minute meditation once or twice a week. Now I do basically 30 minutes daily. But that was through a buildup over time. Mm -hmm. And it needed to also, you know, one of the things you said, Zach, that was really powerful too, was just kind of like taking the weight off of it. Like it, you don't have to judge yourself. You don't have to make this some special thing, but it's something you can do here and there throughout your day, throughout your week. Make a commitment to, you know, or a devotional commitment that you get to do this thing, that you get to enjoy it. Not that I need to do this, this, and this, but you get to enjoy five minutes of whatever it is once every Sunday or something. Mm -hmm. But also the power of a buddy. Cause that's how me and Zach got through it. So yeah. power out, buddy. Yeah. I want to spend like a, a couple minutes here, uh, a couple Zach minutes, which is probably like five <laughs> rambling about like, <laughs> <laughs> um, like the level at which like we do things like the, and I, by the level, I mean like the vibrational energy at which we do things. Right. So uh, we'll start with like the idea of like judgment, you know, we we all do it. Like we all judge ourselves throughout the day. Like, <laughs> you know, none of us is impervious to that kind of thing. So uh, we think the, we, we have some behavior that we don't like that we do, or we have some behavior that we don't do that we wish we would, or, you know, we judge the way we think, or we judge the way we dress, or we judge the way our body looks or whatever. Right. And we think that like, if we judge ourselves and if we punish ourselves, then we'll inspire ourselves to change it. Um, when in actuality, well, this is a kind of a little known thing and it's probably an unpopular, I would say opinion, except I, I know it's truth, which is the more you judge something, the more you reinforce it. If you judge a pattern that you have, <clears throat> if you judge a way you think, if you judge a way that you feel, <clears throat> if you judge yourself for looking a certain way or whatever, like you just kind of reinforce that reality. Um, so forgiveness is really powerful when it comes to that kind of thing. Uh, and it could even start with just forgiving yourself for judging yourself. Like it's okay. 
Like that's is, this is how I was taught to deal with shit. I was taught to judge things and judge people in order to change them or to change myself. And that's okay. Like I forgive myself for that. And you'll find that like forgiveness is really powerful. Um, because it, it just changes things. And Neil and I talking about <clears throat> habits versus devotion. Like when we say like devote yourself to something, it's not in like that traditional way that people talk about devotion where it's like, well, you got to show up for it every day. Otherwise you're not devoted. Like, are you committed enough, bro? Like, it's not that it's um, like devotion comes from the heart. It's something that you do consistently because you love it. Be it a, but you know, it's like something you, when you show up for a friend consistently because you love them. Um, when you show up for your work consistently because you love it or whatever, right? Like these, these, energy dynamics are life-giving. They like feed you, you know, devotion makes you feel better. It makes you feel full. Habits take energy because you need to push yourself into it with like pride or courage or like you're not courage, like pride or judgment or anger, right? You like force yourself to do something and it takes from your tank. So find the perspective that serves you in like you'll know you have the right perspective on it when you feel pulled to do the thing rather than like pushing yourself from within to do it. Beautifully spoken, brother. B-E-A-utifly spoken. And Thanks, I'm not going to add on to that because that was perfect. And I'm giving you your mic drop moment. So Zach, you drop the mic. Drop the mic. It's, it's on top of a foam roller. So it might actually drop. <laughs> might actually drop and break. <laughs> well... Thank you, everyone, for being here for this beautiful Q&A episode. We love being able to hear from you. We love being able to talk to you. We love being able to hang out, don't we, Zachy, and talk about all the randomness we talk about? Oh, we hanging out, baby. Oh, we hanging out, I love hanging out with you, big boy. (laughs) I love (laughs) hanging out with all of you audience, too, just not you, Zach. Oh, that's fair. Okay, I do love hanging out with you. Yeah. Speaking of hanging out. We have some special announcements we're going to make next week where you can come hang out with us. They may or may not also involve a little bit about some free readings with Neil and Zach. So come hang out with Maybe. us. They might involve some of that. I don't know if you're interested in something like that. Like some, no, I don't know, life-changing spiritual information or whatever. But like, I don't think they're interested in that. No, they're probably not. You're right. You're right. Maybe we'll right. just call it off. Yeah. <laughs> I Uh, I love you, brother. And I love you guys. Thank you for listening. We couldn't do this without you. Otherwise, we'd just be two mad men talking into microphones to each other. So even though we kind of are. So (laughs) anyways, on that note, please stay tuned next week. We have some really awesome, exciting things to share with you. We love you.